We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back packers fans to the pack a day podcast it is thursday it is almost the weekend we are your usual Thursday crew now i'm still getting used to saying that after so many saturdays i am jason perone of the pack a day podcast Game on Wisconsin and the Quick Slants podcast, along with Mark Eckel of Packer Report and Paul Brettel of Dairyland Express, Cheesehead TV, and the Packers Unrestricted. I'll still call it a podcast, even though it's a live YouTube show, which you should all be subscribed to. Gentlemen, it's another week. How in the heck are we doing? We'll start there. Paul, we'll start with you this week. How are things looking over? You do look very winter wonderland. We always talk for a few minutes before we start recording. (laughs) And Mark made a really good point about how Paul is inside and is really nice. I'm assuming you're in the basement. It's like your your Packers Correct. cave there, but he's got like the hood on. He definitely looks like he's winter. So like, well, I guess let's just jump into the weather then. Let's just we'll we'll skip going as far east this this week and uh, just tell us what's going on in Wisconsin. Is it cold? Why are you so bundled up? I am, and it is cold. Although I will say, last Sunday was uh, 40. I think I got to 48, almost 50 degrees. Woo. I was in the backyard was grilling on the deck i was just out there in shorts and a t-shirt and it was beautiful nice. i have to say the next day was only 20 so it was <laughs> short-lived and hit you quick and it's been about 20 cents then so uh usually my goal in the winter months is to get through february because march you, you, you know daylight savings is there so it's darker later or uh lighter later and you just feel like spring's on its way even though it's really not going to be spring here for probably another six weeks. And you don't have the usual baseball to entertain you on TV no. right now unless unless MLB wants to get their act together. But thank God this isn't a baseball show, I can tell you that. Is there, what's the snow on the ground situation? Actually, quite a bit of it has melted. We got a little bit of a, a dusting. It was actually more ice on Tuesday night and Monday night. But I don't know, maybe a couple inches, not too much. Whew. All right. So things are... Winter is alive and well in the great Dairyland state of Wisconsin. And now we go where we usually start, which is all the way out east, to Mark Eckel on the beach. How are things looking at the beach? Beautiful. Beautiful, Jason. <laughs> about, I was worried. Touching, touching 70 uh, most of the week. Um, a little cloudy. A little cloudy. So it's not like bright, sunny, perfect beach weather. There have been some clouds in the sky. So we're, but we're not 
no, you know, perfect, but it's it's very nice. It's been like I don't want to make people too upset, but it's been very nice. All right, very good. Well, out here in Phoenix, we didn't have anything across the pond this week, so over here in Phoenix, a bit chilly. It's actually forty-seven degrees right now as we record. Bro, forty-seven. Well, we got rain today, so it it, it rained. It rained on uh, Wednesday and overcast. It's only going to be in the low fifties. Uh, actually, high 50s uh, today and then creeping up. And then by the time the weekend's over with, back into the mid-70s, and we, we'll hit, we'll be in the 80s. Actually, Wednesday of next week, it's uh, a high of 87. So I kind of ruined, I guess I kind of buried the, <laughs> I guess I re- reverse buried the lead or whatever. I don't know. I was off, off to a good start, and I was getting some sympathy votes there. It's like, oh, okay, Wisconsin was actually cold, warmer than it was here today. This past weekend, according to what Paul said, and then I'm like, "Oh, we're going to get up to 87 next week." So, <laughs> anyway, no one ever cared. You got, you know, the, all the discussion and reaction is all about the the beach and Wisconsin and everything else. Anytime I do my weather, nobody is ever like, "Oh, that's interesting." It's never, <laughs> never resonates. I don't, I don't blame you guys. And then our friend Harry in Kamloops, Canada, who is getting more and more sun on his property by the day, but he said, "Great days, sat in the sun, sipping coffee." Uh, reading this last weekend, and uh, it, it was glorious. Three hours of sun now, but the neighbors across the street still don't get any. So uh, this is an interesting uh, dynamic there. So he said, uh, Thursday, high of 27, low of 14 in Kamloops, with the wind chill down to minus 2. But by Tuesday of next week, he said it's getting going to be a high of 50 degrees. So second, wow. he said second spring right around the corner. I don't know what, when the first one was, if it's that chilly, but <laughs> it's all relative, right? Absolutely. All right. So we're going to talk. Uh, Brian Gutekunst spoke to the media on Wednesday. So we're going to break that down. And Paul was diligent and kind enough, and Mark as well, to listen in slash watch. And I wasn't as tuned in. So I'm going to hand the reins over to Paul. And Paul, take us through some of what Goody had to say. And then we'll give our reaction on that and talk about the, the state of the Packers from the eyes of the general manager. Thank you, Jason. Yep. So we'll just go through a number of points that uh, the key points from Goody's press conference. And he must have got Mark's text message to hold off till Wednesday so we could cover this. So right, appreciate that, Goody. <laughs> uh, they, they don't they know they the Packers know what I'm not going to uh, okay. speak for itself. So first up, and this ties into some other news that was announced on Wednesday in Brian Gudikin's press conference. He mentioned that there are going to be many more. Uh, adjustments, or I think his word was touching of contracts uh, in the coming weeks here. And that was in reference to Kenny Clark. That news came out this morning from ESPN that uh, the Green Bay Packers had restructured his contract and it saved them $10.89 million in cap savings here for the 2022 season. This was probably the easiest or most expected move to take place. And in short, what the contract restructure does is it takes a portion. In Clark's case, it took some of his base salary and some of his roster bonus, to be exact, $13.6 million combined, and converted that to a signing bonus. Players like signing bonuses because that's cash up front that hits their bank account. Teams like signing bonuses because that roster bonus, that base salary, those cap hits are incurred in that year. But a signing bonus can be spread out over the life of the contract. So that $13.615 million was spread out over the remaining three years of Clark's deal, plus 
as they did last year on a number of contracts. They added two voided years on. So that $13.6 million became $2.7 million over five years, netted a $10.8 million cap savings here in 2022. I hope that was somewhat easy to follow, just regurgitating numbers here into the microphone. But in short, the Packers have some cap savings, and I always feel a need to mention this. It's cap savings now, but you do this often enough. It can limit your financial flexibility in the future years because Clark's cap hits in, in 23 and 24 just grew. So, Mark, Kenny Clark's contract was restructured. Um, I know we talked a little bit about that last week and some potential extension restructure candidates, but who else are you looking at in terms of moves that you could see happening in the coming weeks here to help free up some cap space? Well, first, uh, well, that was great with Kenny Clark. I mean, Kenny, Kenny Clark's got, he's going to be here. So uh, yeah, you're, you're kicking the can, so to speak, and moving money down the line, but it's a guy that's going to, you know, Kenny Clark, it's hard to believe Kenny Clark is, you know, he's still young. He's younger than a lot of people on the team, a lot of people in the league. I mean, because he came out so young. What's he, like 25 now or something? Yeah, 25 25? or 26. Yeah, it's amazing, right? But so, yeah, that that's a great move for every, and all. I mean, I didn't realize they were going to save that that much money. Um, that's a lot. Of, that's a big chunk. I mean, they still have a lot of ways to go, but that's one player, you know, they took like 20% of what they needed right off the, right off the top, so. Um, that was a good move. I think some of the other ones you ask, uh, Jair Alexander um, comes to mind right away because he's he's on the books right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they exercised his option, so I think he's like thirteen million against the cap right now. Uh, I'm sure they're going to want to get a long term deal with him. Now that's a different kind of Clark. Clark was a guy that they was already signed. They just took money, gave him a signing bonus, stretch it out. I think with Alexander, they'll get a long term deal done and knock that thirteen million number down to like six or so. Save seven million there. In terms of guys like Kenny Clark, I think I think you could do something with David Bakhtiari, uh, like just like they did last year, knock some of his money down. Uh, Aaron Jones is also a possibility in that sense. Um, I, don't, I don't Adrian Amos, right? Or is, mm-hmm. that, is he more of an extension candidate? In my eyes, an extension, but Me I too. mean, I could see it going either way. So there's guys right there. Now, I don't know. He said a lot more. I, they're the ones that come to mind. That for, for, for me is Jones, Bakhtiari, uh, Alexander, and Amos. Uh, oh, Preston Smith, obviously. If if you're going to keep Preston Smith, which we we all agreed that they should, um, he's a guy that you you can do some things with it, with, with his contract and and save some money as well. Jason, thoughts on Clark's restructure and any other potential moves that could be coming? Again, Brian Gudikins said many more. Yeah, I'm not as, as much of an expert as far as numbers and all that kind of stuff go. I'm just looking at the the list of salaries here and, and looking at the percentage of uh, – you guys co- covered most of the big ones where I think the Packers have some flexibility there. Randall Cobb actually currently is scheduled – I'm just going off a of spot track right now – Is uh, he's scheduled to count 9.5 against the cap, but Kenny Clark was going to count 9.95 before all of all of this went down. So um, Amos 11.98, Jair goes up to 13. So all of the obvious ones. I think the Packers will do what whatever they can to try to uh, to make something happen there. You've got Billy Turner, who's 9.1, and and he's there's a decision to be made on him because you also have to look at the. The dead cap situation and Billy Turner's dead cap is, is just under five million. So the Packers have to be smart. I mean, they've they've that's part of the other kick the can down the road is it's not just about 
the the now and the spreading out the money, but it's also if you're going to take dead cap, I mean, you 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 may have to end up keeping a player that you might not necessarily want to just simply because you don't want to have that money sitting there and and not have a player or something to show for it. So that's where I think it's interesting, and I'm always always very impressed with what the Packers do financially because they make it work and they're able to to keep a lot of the players that they they want to keep. So I I have no doubt that they'll they'll figure it out and they'll get it done. I'm just, I mean, we've been very spoiled right now because most of the conversations have centered around who they want to keep. Now, we heard some some talk about Devontae Adams. We'll talk about him in a minute. Devondre Campbell was in Green Bay this past weekend. The Rodgers thing is still sitting around. But eventually, we're going to hear, I'd have to assume you would agree with this too, Paul and Mark, is eventually we're going to have to, we're going to find out about somebody that unfortunately we have to say goodbye to. And that's just the the up and down of the of the situation. But over overall, I think the Packers are in, in really good shape with how they can make this money thing work. And it's it just goes to show you, no, the salary cap is not a myth. But if you have really good people working it, then it's a very very guidable ship. Beautiful transition, Jason. Uh, Brian Gutekinds mentioned that this is not going to be a fire sale this offseason. We are not cutting a bunch of guys. Uh, to what you said, and I wrote about this Monday over at Dairyland Express. We've, we knew coming into this season, we knew all last offseason through the regular season and now that there were going to be a lot of financial maneuvering that was going to have to take place on Gutekinds and Russ Ball's part, and there certainly is going to have to be. But I think there's also been a lot of talk of you know, the unknown, and there certainly is some of that. But in that unknown, it does not mean, and again, I wrote about this at Dairyland Express, it does not mean that the Green Bay Packers have to uh, – you know, deplete their roster in order just to get into the the cap savings area. There's plenty of moves available, cap moves available. We just talked about the restructure with Clark. Mark listed off a bunch of names that can get Green Bay not only under the salary cap, but give them a little room to dabble in free agency as well. So in the article, I listed off a bunch of moves, and a lot of them we talked about last week, whether it was cuts, restructures, extensions. There was nothing crazy in what I talked about, but the savings, you totaled it all up, came out to about $95 million in cap space created. And the only players that I had left off in terms of cuts were Zadaria Smith, Randall Cobb, and Mason Crosby. Everyone else was kept on. Wow. Now, when this when discussing the salary cap, it's all about trade-offs. If you give Devontae Adams that contract, uh, who, what other contract do you have to rework to make room for contracts? Who can you not resign? Uh, if you restructure a bunch of contracts, again, as I said earlier, that takes away your financial flexibility. So my whole point with that and what I'm talking about now is just because they're in a tight cap situation, which they are, they have, they really do have a ton of moves at their disposal that won't force them to deplete the roster and if Rodgers is back if they're able to sign Adams they can still have a large chunk of that 2021 team available so Jason just thoughts overall on the roster and uh, Gudikin's comments about this is not going to be a fire sale we're not cutting a bunch of guys this is so what's the job of the general manager as is stated all the time it's to think about tomorrow and this is another example of the Packers have done that and he's been true to his, to his word and they're constantly looking ahead and thinking ahead. When was the last time that the Packers had to do a fire sale? When was the last time that they had to, quote unquote, pay the piper and turn into, I mean, Mark, you were in Philadelphia for for some times where I think the Eagles, you know, they they, they the cap caught up with them a couple of times, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, right? 
couple times. A couple times. And so it's it's just imp- like I said, it just goes with, back to what I said before. It's impressive that they've been able to to kind of figure out. I, I think they do a really good job with their what if scenarios. I would probably go cross eyed looking at the, the scenario chart or the flow chart with Russ Ball of if this, <laughs> then this with all the stuff that's gone on in Green Bay. But I'm very encouraged, and I, I don't think there's any reason. Brian Gutekunst isn't going to say that and then turn around and cut a bunch of guys. So you can expect the Packers to be competitive again this next season. And once again, they've they've kind of, I don't want to say fooled Father Time, but I mean, we, we thought last year was going to be the, the the paying of the piper. And then it was like, oh, well, surely in, in 2022, enjoy the hell out of 2021 because it's going to be really rough this next year. And then here he is sitting in front of the media it, right before free agency starts, and it looks like the Packers once again are going to be able to field a pretty decent team. So I can't complain about that at all. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Mark, what are your thoughts on that approach? I know one of the comparisons out there has been the New Orleans Saints in the last couple of years of Drew Brees' contract. And as bad as the Packers cap situation may be, at $51 million over before the Clark move, uh, New Orleans is something like 75 or $80 million right now. Uh, yeah. So what are your thoughts on that approach? Um, not necessarily yeah. saying that might be the Packers, how it plays out for them, but might be a possibility because those cap charges come due at some point. Well, you and I, um, Paul, have been on the same page with this. That yes, they they're in. If you look at the numbers, yes, they're in. They're in some cap problems. Fifty-one now is probably down to forty after Clark, right? But mm-hmm. it's not as hard to get out of. And you just you went did it yourself and got to not. That's crazy. I didn't think you got the. the how much did you say you were under? 
Uh, you were all said and done. Ninety-six point eight. Wow. See, I, I I haven't gone to that far, but um, so they're they need forty right now after Clark. Say right. So mm. whatever they do with Roger or whatever Rogers decides, if Rogers re, right now, I think it's to the point where he's either coming back or he's retiring. Right. I think I don't think he's demanding a trade. I I I, I, don't, I, I could be wrong, but I don't. And I I've been on the retirement as a possibility from the beginning. And I still think it's a possibility, but either way, if he retires, they save 20 million. If he comes back, they're going to redo his deal and probably get it down to about 20 million. So either way, they're going to save 20 million with Aaron Rodgers. So now that 40 turns into 20, you cut to Darius Smith mm-hmm. and you save 16. Now you're, now you're down to 4 million. That's mm-hmm. nothing. Now that's, that's who, who else did you cut? Crosby and Cobb. Cobb yep. Boom, you're under. Mm-hmm. And that's not, that's before you touch Alexander and Amos and Preston Smith and so yeah, it's it's funny to you know people think oh my god they're gonna and like I I love Bears fans and Vikings fans <laughs> and those idiots that that, that 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 you know oh the Packers are gonna spend next week they're gonna cut thirty seven guys they're not gonna have, no no they're not they're gonna cut three guys like you said maybe I would throw Mercedes Lewis in that mix too maybe mm-hmm. maybe um, but yeah I mean they're not. They're, they're going to cut a very good edge rusher with a bad back who missed all of what, who they won 13 games without last year. They're going to cut an aging wide receiver also coming off an injury who the replacement is already on the roster and he didn't do much as a rookie, but a lot of, a lot of wide receivers don't do much as rookies and, and, and get better. And they're probably going to cut it or, you know, retire or have a kicker who's been around for a hundred years. I mean, he kick, you know, he's not going to, you had to know Mason Grove. He's going to, going to go away sooner or later. And they kind of have, now they have two guys, JJ Molson and a guy, Everly, who they just signed. So even the guys we're getting rid of aren't like, Oh wow. You know, how, how are they going to re- replace those guys? Well, they kind of already replaced all three of them. So yeah, it's not, they're not, the cap isn't as bad as it looks on paper. You know, when you look at it and you see 51 million, oh my God, how are they going to get under there? Well, they already knocked it down to 40 and whatever. Like I said, Rogers is going to cut that in half, no matter what he does. And then you just take it from, from there. So yeah, the, the Packers are going to, if, if Aaron Rodgers is back, forget about the Adams for a second. If Aaron Rodgers is back, no matter what else is around them, and there'll be something around, they're the best team in the NFC North. So take it. So they're going to, so they're, they're in the playoffs and then, from there, who knows? And two quick points on on that. Um, I know it's been said before, but following that 49ers loss in the playoff, it's not as if, you know, Russ Ball strolled into 1265 Monday morning, cracked his knuckles and said, all right, let's figure this out. <laughs> yeah. They've had a plan. Not They don't only have a plan in place. They probably have plan A through Z mapped out, depending on different contingencies and, and all of that. So next up, we'll transition, since Mark brought it up, Mason Crosby. So following Goody's press conference, he met with some of the beat reporters and kind of a, I think it was more like a roundtable type of questioning. Um, and Which, by the way, let me, I don't mean to interrupt, but as a former beat writer for a long time, that's a pretty cool thing to do. Not everybody does that. Yeah, I thought lot, so as well. And I thought that guy, a lot of guys will do their press conference like he did, and then I'll see you later. You know, and that's all he's that's all he's obligated to do. There's no obligation for him to sit with the beat writers for another half hour. Or so that's. So kudos to, to him for uh, doing that, by the way. 
Yeah, and I honestly thought that some of the bigger points came out of that small discussion yeah, than the larger one. Um, but Mason Crosby, so we talked about it last week. I think we all, our consensus was to cut him, save the $2.4 in cap space, obviously missed nine kicks, questions about his leg strength. But Gudikins was asked about him, and this is from Ryan Wood of uh, Packers News, so this is not, you know, for I don't know what the exact words Goody said. This is from Ryan Wood, who was a part of that meeting. But uh, he he's expects the Packers to carry Mason Crosby on their 90-man roster this offseason. And Goody did call Crosby a championship kicker. And we talked about that before the show. There's obviously some risk in moving on from Crosby for, say, it's Eberly or Molson, who combined have one game of NFL experience. But Mark, knowing, you know, we all talked about last week, moving on from Crosby, do you read into that in any particular way does it change your thoughts that oh maybe Crosby is going to be around for 2022 or are you thinking this is more just GM speak yeah I, I think it's uh, I gotta say this Goody's from the time he took the job has been pretty what he says he's done he's he hasn't been it's true a lot of like Ted never said anything so you couldn't it's not like Ted lied he didn't say anything you couldn't lie because he didn't say anything I've been around GMs that lied just looking in the face alive, and I don't blame them because they're 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 lying for a reason. Um, Goody's been pretty upfront and pretty honest um, with everything in terms of, yeah, if there's a quarterback in the draft we like, we're going to take him, and he did, and that's why we're in some of the stories that are coming out now. But um, he did say he'll be on the ninety man. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was my big thought. Yeah, he didn't say he's going to be on the fifty three man. He didn't say. Mason's our kicker next year. Um, you know, like I said when we were doing our little warm-up be- before we start taping, would it shock anybody if Mason Crosby next week or in two weeks has a little press conference and says, I'm retiring? I mean, he's kicked forever. He, I'm sure, you know, he's made – I think, I mean, hey, listen, I'm not going to tell anybody not to make more money, but he's, he's I'm sure he's financially, you know, set. Um might want to spend more time at home uh, you know he's coming off a year with a frustrating year for for him it might be time for him to you know he might just say hey and you know he's the greatest kicker of all time and packer a packer kicker of all time i mean and they've had some good ones chris jackie was good ryan longwell was good but he's the best um so yeah you don't you really like we said when we did this last week you really don't want to cut mason crosby you really don't you don't want to cut your 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 greatest player out of out of position, but they did sign another guy yesterday. So, you know that that kind of told me something, as as you like to say, I, Jason. I'm reading the tea leaves here. That's Paul's, yeah. <laughs> another tea leaf, I'm sure, and I'm sure it's been mentioned already. But uh, uh, Eberly did spend time in Las Vegas with one Rich Basaccia. So, Jason, what are your thoughts? He's is also anything... college teammates with Jordan Love. That as well. <laughs> and Tipa. Don't forget Tipa, Mark. Uh, oh, so, yeah. Jay, Jason, have your thoughts on Crosby change based on Gudikin's comments on, on Wednesday? Uh, no. I think the 90-man roster is not really a, any kind of a guarantee that he's going to be on the team when it, when it comes to training camp. And if, and if you, again, read the tea leaves, you've got two other kickers. I mean, if, you, if you're going into this season with Crosby as your guy and you're paying him what he's paying, he's making what he's making, he's got the history that he is. He's a future Packers Hall of Famer. He's the all-time leading scorer in franchise history. Neither of those two guys are, are still on this roster. So I, I think it's one of those situations where I think the Packers realize that 
the 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 future is coming sooner than they they you know sooner than later I shouldn't say not sooner than they want but sooner than later I mean we've seen some kickers I mean Adam Vinatieri you know completely shattered the mold of course he played with Tom Brady maybe he took some of what Tom Brady was taking because he kicked until he was almost fifty and Tom Brady was played until he was almost fifty two but those are outliers there I don't think. I don't think most kickers uh, are, are lucky if they're they're kicking well into their 40s and Crosby's getting up there. So I think they're going to give one of the young guys every opportunity to overtake that job. But in a it's tough because in a season where the Packers are once again going to be all in, they're basically going to be all in until Aaron Rodgers leaves, right? Until Aaron Rodgers leaves, it's going to be an all in type of situation because you got a all pro quarterback aging. He's eventually going to stop playing football and, and then you're going to have to figure out the quarterback position and your team's going to drastically change at that point. Do you want to go with an unproven kicker that could potentially ruin that? I mean, the Packers have seen their seasons derailed by a lot of different things, a lot of crazy things. And I guess in a way you could say that the the field goal game did kind of play a role in derailing this season as well, just because they, the block kick in the divisional round and some of the other issues that they had this, this past season. But Mason Crosby has turned in some really clutch moments for the Packers, and it's as much as he doesn't do on kickoffs, it's frustrating for me that he can't get it into the end zone and then you create other problems on special teams because your coverage unit now has to tackle a guy, which seems like an easy enough job, but apparently it's not. Then, But you, you've got that accuracy, and that's a tough thing to, to figure out in training camp, in, a, in preseason games, if a guy's going to be able to hit some clutch kicks. I mean, I would love to know how confident the Packers were in Crosby when he took over in 2007 as a rookie. Now, of course, he goes out and he kind of sets the stage for his career and nails a game winner in his first uh, in his first game against the Eagles. Mark, I think you were there, right? I was there. You had to have been there. So, I was. yeah, I just I've spent a lot of time talking about Crosby, but I'm very passionate about the special teams improving. And, and this is just a, it's a tough thing because with my heart, I love everything that he's done. You got the Dallas kick and all those other big kicks that he's made. He, it persevered a very terrible 2012 season and came back and and turned things around. But. Two other young legs in, in camp. They're going to give them every chance to try to overtake the job. If they can't do it, you fall back on Crosby, and I think he probably would figure out a way to to make it workable to stay in Green Bay at this point. He's been here so long. His family's here. All that other stuff that we talk about. Yeah, and I mean, as Packer fans, we don't got to look very far. Just over to Minnesota and down south to Chicago to see how difficult it can be to find a reliable kicker. So even with Crosby's um, ups and downs this past season, no guarantee that any one of those replacements are going to step in. And obviously you don't expect maybe a 15-year Packer Hall of Fame career, but step in and be the guy moving forward uh, either. And worth noting, uh, post-June 1, if Green Bay were to cut him, uh, their cap savings goes up by a million. goes from $2.4 million to $3.4. So that could be a part of the plan here. Let's just see how things play out. And if he has a really good training camp, he's our guy. We can trust him, rely on him, as we've done for – 16, 17 years, whatever it's been. And if one of the young guys beats him out, there's some additional cap savings heading into the season. Well, we're real quick on that. So before Crosby, it was it was Dave Rayner for one season in 06. Prior to that, it was Ryan Longwell, who was there for, what, eight years? And then prior to that, it was Chris Jackie, who was there for seven or eight years. So we talk about quarterbacks and continuity. The Packers have been <laughs> very blessed in the kicker department over the past 30 years. Absolutely. Next player we'll move on to, Devontae Adams. So Tom Silverstein reported i believe on tuesday that he has a source that said that the packers and adams have not been in contract talks since the season has ended Devontae adams is of course a free agent gudikins in regards to adams when he was at the round table with the reporters um matt schneidman tweeted out that 
tagging Devontae as a last resort, but could be a bridge to an extension if used. So I think that's right now Devontae Adams and the Packers, the rest of the NFL, they're in that franchise tag window until March 8th. And I have to think that if they're going to utilize it, that's going to be the reason to try to just buy more time to get an extension in place. Um, on top of that, Goody did mention that, uh, you know, they're not absolutely uh, opposed to letting him walk. Obviously, they don't want that, but if it comes to it, um, he did mention that, that he could hit, end up hitting free agency. So, Mark, thoughts on Devontae Adams, where they stand, and, I mean, do you see them coming to some sort of agreement or any sort of, you know, tea leaves you might want to read on how that relationship and everything could end up? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? We've all struggled with mental health in different ways, especially during a pandemic, and I'm certainly no different. Keeping myself centered mentally is such a huge part of my overall health goals, and that's where BetterHelp has helped me. BetterHelp has the ability to assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas, and the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist, plus you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. You can even schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't have to ever sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed, and it's more affordable than traditional offline therapy. Plus, financial aid is available if needed. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Packaday. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. And of course, we have a special offer for Packaday listeners, as you can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Packaday. Support for the Packaday podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off in free worldwide shipping with code PACKADAY at manscaped.com. Friends, inside this package, you're going to find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. And let me tell you a bit more about this Lawnmower 4.0. This fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, sort of important, thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is also waterproof and has a 400K LED spotlight you need for a more precise shave. Right now, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code PACKADAY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code PACKADAY. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Yeah. Um, reading what they what 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 they what was said today, especially in the roundtable thing, I think they're I think they're gonna I think they're gonna come to a deal with them. Although, here's my and I, no one I don't think was asked this way, or maybe it was. I think it was during the during the regular press conference, and he really wouldn't address because he said I'm not gonna do hypotheticals, which I don't blame him, but. Isn't Adams and Rogers kind of like joined at the hip here? I mean, you have to think so. If if Aaron comes out whenever and says, "I retire," 
I think I really do believe it's one or it's. I don't think. I, I again, I could be wrong. I don't. I think it's he's playing for Green Bay or he's not playing for anybody. But and I but I do think not playing for anybody is is a distinct possibility. So if, if Aaron Rodgers comes out and says it's been great, but I've had enough. I'm I'm retiring. Does Devon now? Does Devontae Adams? I don't know what he does. I mean, he might say, I want to go play with my buddy Carr in, in Vegas. Um, or I just want to go to the highest bidder. Uh, I don't, I have no, I have no allegiance to Green Bay now. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I can't read Devontae Adams' mind, but if right now, on the other hand, if Rodgers comes out and says, hey, let's go, I'm pissed off about what the way this season ended. You know, I you know I I didn't play well in that playoff game, and damn it, I'm gonna this 2022 is our year. I'm I'm back, and we're gonna win it. I think Adams like, yeah, okay, I'm with you, 12. Let's go. And he comes back, maybe takes some. I won't say a hometown discount, but he might be more apt to get a deal done. So I I don't think Adams. I don't think you can deal with Adams until you know what Rogers is doing. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to make one other or clarify what I had said earlier make it very very clear based on everything brian gudekin says the packers 100 percent goal with adams is to get a long-term deal done that's their goal that's their objective uh franchise tag is last resort although it does sound like they will entertain that idea if it comes to it as a means to you know extend that window where they can continue negotiating with him but uh jason your thoughts on how things how you think things might play out between green bay and Devonte? i think he's back it's all leverage everything they're saying and talk right now is leverage you have to respect the game right now which is negotiating and him trying to get money but also wanting to obviously stay in green bay where he's lived for a long time play with continue to play with aaron Rodgers, who we think has a very good chance of being back in green bay as well so i think the packers We'll probably get this done, and my our former co-host of Pulse of the Pack, Paul, Jake Westendorf, has often said, how often do you hear about the Packers having an interest in bringing someone back and then or, or even getting to the negotiating table and not doing it? So it's possible things could go sideways. We've seen it happen every once in a while. I don't remember who Devontae's agent is. Is it Drew Rosenhaus? Because and actually, Rosenhaus gets a really bad rap. But Rose, he he hasn't really you know since the T.O. thing. And Mark, that's a whole other show for a whole other day. Uh, he hasn't he hasn't really blown up like that before. But I think I think Adams is back. You guys all even with Pat Rogers. You know, if if Rogers doesn't come back, I still think as crazy as it sounds, because I don't think they're necessarily going to be a package deal. If Rogers goes somewhere, there's no guarantee no, no, that Rogers Adams retires. I'm not, no, Rogers says I retire. Yeah. Well, yeah. But then, then I guess the big question there is, is who the, who's going to be the quarterback in green Bay? Jordan Luck. Is he though? That, and that's, that's easy. To, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, if, but if, but if Rogers, no, but if, if Rogers retires, it's not the Packers choosing to move on from him. It's Rogers deciding to leave the, leave the game. And then they, then they have to decide, then they have to show their cards of whether Jordan Love is the quarterback or not. But I, I always lean towards, uh, and I get that, you know, there's a lot of money to be made and, the, and Devontae's got a lot of talent that he could take anywhere else I just you have to wonder if after a certain number of years the the idea of staying and being somewhere where you've been for a long time does matter I just don't know how much it matters to Devante I I think I just I kind of have my green and gold glasses on here and I just don't see I don't see Aaron Rodgers walking away 
And so I do think that that's the final stamp there. And I think then okay. then that's then you bring 17 back. You figure it out and you find a way. And they probably already have that contingency. But he's in that that crazy flow chart that I alluded to earlier. <laughs> yeah, and one one thing to keep in mind, I know we see $30 million per year floating around when talking about Adams. Remember, that's not the cap hit. That's not the cap hit whatsoever, especially how the Green Bay Packers typically start out light and then backload the back end of their contracts. I don't know what the cap hit might end up being if he got $30 million per year, but maybe half of that, 15 12 somewhere in that range. But again, it won't be that amount. All right, next player we'll move on to that was brought up was Devondre Campbell. As Jason mentioned at the beginning, he was in Green Bay this past weekend. Uh, no deal done, at least not to, not to our knowledge. Uh, Bill Huber of Sports Illustrated asked Brian Gutekinds, and I, this was probably one of my favorite questions, uh, about devaluing the linebacker position. And Brian Gutekinds said that they have not devalued the linebacker position uh, in recent years. I think uh, a lot of us got a bit of a chuckle at that. And before the show, maybe devalue isn't the correct word, but they haven't prioritized it. Uh, but he, Goody did mention that there's certainly plenty of interest in bringing Devondre Campbell back. So, Jason, I'll kick it back to you. Let's just kind of roll with the same theme here. Do you see Green Bay bringing Devondre Campbell back, and do you think his play changed how they view the linebacker position? Well, it has to. If they are going to bring him back, I would have to say yes from the optics standpoint. And he was in town, the eyeball emoji that drives everyone crazy. So once again, I go back to my previous thought. How? When was the last time we saw some smoke? When there's you know where there's smoke, there's fire about a player coming back and the Packers fail to get it done or fail to do it. So I think there's mutual interest there. And I also mentioned, I think the last week that Devondre is, I don't think he's going to regress back to just being an average player. I think he's a really good player. He's found a defense where he can flourish, but there's going to be some regression to the mean. So, but again, like I said last week too, if that mean is being a pro bowler, Instead of just being an all-pro, the Packers still have an absolute stud in the middle of their defense. So I think they, I think this happens. It's already, the tea leaves are already already saying that Devondre looks like he's he's going to be back. The Packers really don't have anything else in in the middle, and he was far too impactful on a team that once again is going to have to go all in to try to win. And before this window really truly does close, whenever that's going to be. And Campbell is a big part of making that happen. I just you, you can't say that you're going all in if you let an impact player like him walk out the door. Mark, I know you want Devondre Campbell back, but do you think the Packers resign him? Yeah, I do. Um, for what Jay, I agree with Jason in that when the Packers don't want a guy back, you can tell they don't. They you know they don't entertain. I mean, some of their better players, you know, not to say better, but some of their more the players that we that the fans liked, but they Jamal Williams comes to mind, right? Everyone loves Jamal Williams, great guy, but you knew they, he wasn't coming back last year because they didn't they didn't even talk to him. I mean, they made it kind of clear we're we're going to you know we're going to re-sign Aaron Jones and we got AJ Dillon and we're letting Williams go. Um, yeah, I can't. There has to be one, but I can't think of one that they really you know negotiated with and. And didn't get back. I mean, I'm, I, I can't think of one. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm racking my brain. As Jason was was talking, I was racking my brain trying to go back to think, was there a guy that they got outbid for that, that they wanted, but someone else, you know, I, I couldn't think of one. I mean, you know, they, they've lost players. Don't get me wrong, Corey Lindsay, good player. But 
they weren't bringing him back. They, you know, he had he had the back injury. It was a cap a cap kind of thing. They didn't try to bring him back. Uh, the year prior to that, Brian Balaga, good player. Um, they didn't really try to bring him back. So yeah, they're trying to bring Campbell back, and it sounds like Campbell wants to come back. Um, yeah, and and yeah, I really do want him back. I want him back at the expense of a lot of other things. He'd be really, really <laughs> high on my list of, of players to bring back. Maybe not the top. <laughs> I, I agree with you guys as well. Um, at Dairyland Express, I'm doing kind of a re-sign them, let them go in prediction. You know, just weighing the pros and cons of why Green Bay could bring a player back, let him go. And my prediction for Campbell was that they that they do find a way to re-sign him. And especially with well, I'm not sure necessarily how accurate this might be, but SpotTrack comes out with their uh, market value projections for players, and they have Campbell in around the $7 million per year range on a new three-year deal, I think, was their projection. I mean, if that's the case, and we were just talking about how your cap hit's not going to be the same as your AAV, you know, his cap hit this year, if he signed that deal, might only be $2, 3000000 million. The Green Bay Packers, we talked about earlier, they're cap-strapped, yes, but they can certainly make that work. Now, one other mention item I wanted to mention on this was I was just playing a little devil's advocate over on Twitter, mentioned some reasons why Green Bay might not bring him back uh, or value the linebacker position, you know, what, that they typically haven't. You know, signing Campbell to a one-year $2 million could reinforce, you know, what they've done before. Not that they expect to go out there and find an all-pro by any means, but, hey, we can go out there, spend minimal dollars, and find an impact player. Uh, Barry's system, it is much more friendly with line, friendlier with linebackers than Mike Pettin's is, and as Mark had mentioned before the show, Dom Capers, and Barry's background is also with linebackers. And then in terms of, and this is not all strictly Campbell by any means, but in terms of points per game and yards per carry, uh, the defense in 2020 versus 2021 was actually pretty similar. So just throwing out some, that's more so me just thinking out loud um, as to why that could reinforce or why Green Bay could continue to have that same thought, thought process. My only with, thing with that, with the point, linebackers. Yep. Yeah, they, they, they have, you know, um, they've had, they've tried that. They got, now like they hit, they hit the lottery with, with Campbell, mm-hmm. but they've swung and missed so many times prior to Campbell with Kirksey and uh, I can't think of the guy's name now that he got from the Chargers played a couple of years ago. Wasn't bad against the run, but, but, but couldn't cover Jason in the open field. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about another guy I'm talking about. No, no, not from the I, Chargers. I, I know there's Antonio Morrison from Indy. They got Morrison uh, was one. Yeah. Mm. They, yeah. There's been a lot of guys. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 for years, oh yeah, we're going to sign a one year deal too. And none of them are any good. I mean, they. I mean, come on. They, they, they've swung and missed too often. Now they, they hit the home run. Keep them and keep them. Don't don't let them. Down. I'd be really upset if they like if Campbell goes away, especially like you said. If if it's a three year, twenty one million dollar deal, that's not at this by today's standards. That's not that's not a bad deal. No, absolutely. All right, last place player that we'll talk about that Goody had mentioned, um, and this was in the discussion afterwards. Zadarius Smith. Uh, I think has been a speaking eyeball emojis. There's been a lot of those uh, recently from Zadarius. I think Packer Nation knows that the writing is on the wall in terms of what his future with the team is. When asked, uh, Brian Gudikins mentioned that a lot of pieces that kind of have to fit to make that work. So obviously, it's not him. He's never going to come out and say no. We're moving on from him. But uh, as much you know, trying to re 
read through the the GM speak, you know, to me, that's that's fairly telling on where this is going to go. And like I said, I think we all kind of had that thought, Mark. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. Listen, if if by some crazy, you know, things, Darius, or hey, listen, how about this? The Darius goes, does you know, he hits the market. Now there's going to be at least there's always one team that's that's going to go crazy and give him a bunch. But let's just say, you know, the offers aren't great, um, or the teams that want him are bottom bottom level teams, and he doesn't. Depends on the Darius here a little bit if. Does he want to go to Houston for a bunch of money? But, you know, if he does, God bless him. Go take them. I don't care. They, you know, I'm not going to tell somebody not to take a bunch of money. He's coming off a back injury. Back injuries are bad for football. They, they just are. I mean, you know, Green Bay showed that they, they won 13 games without him last year. They went 13 and th- actually they went 13 and three with them and Owen or without him and Owen two with them. They don't need him. They really don't. I mean, as good a player as he is, he didn't do anything to help at all last year. He played the opener, played a handful of snaps in the opener, and they got blown out. Um, they won. They went thirteen and three after that. They he came back for San Fran. Now he the defense played great, and he actually had a sack. But but they lost that game. So they've shown they don't need him. Now again, if if, if the market for him is not what most of us think, you know, especially what he probably thinks it's going to be. And he can come back on a one-year kind of deal. Sure, by all means, bring him back. But I don't think I think he'll wind up going somewhere else. And they'll save. And again, it's if there's no if this is baseball and there's no salary cap, yeah, bring him. Don't even worry about him. Bring him back. Sure. What's the difference? Packers just made a billion dollars selling stock. <laughs> yeah, and that that uh, cap it that Mark was referring to it's uh, currently over twenty-seven million, yeah. as we talked about last week. Outside of trading Rodgers or extending Rodgers, cutting Zedarius is the second biggest move cap-wise the Packers can make. Jason, your thoughts? Still 12 and dead, but yeah, that's that's just like I said. I think I said it on Quick Slants on Monday. If if you're going to pay Zedarius Smith that kind of money and he's not going to throw the football and he can't throw a football effectively in a game, then you can't pay him that. And especially not coming off of the the injury that he had, it's... He's a very productive player, and he could potentially be that or close to that again if he's healthy. But it's a it's a money situation, and I think you know again the the scrubbing of the social media and all those things seem to tell us that he already knows that he hasn't had a lot of conversations. Now he is a unique personality; you never know. But I think that was a lot of, as you said, Paul GM speak from Goody talking about a player that that Packers fans. Love and you know how Packers fans we get when we love our players and we get very attached to them and it's tough to see them go. But I mentioned it at the beginning of the show. There's going to be some players that we're going to have to unfortunately learn that it's time to say goodbye to. And it seems like Zadarius is unfortunately going to be one of them. It just happened to be. Then this is this is where one of the maybe one of those the salary cap is catching up with the Packers moments. Fortunately, 
they have other assets and ways to mitigate it. And so we'll miss him. Sounds like he, you know, everybody seems to think he's, if he's gone, he's going to head to Minnesota and go join his friend, Mike Smith. We'll see if that ends up being the case. At least we'll get to see him twice a year. Right. <laughs> so hey, I was, if he can play, if he can play, that's I'm true. Telling you, back in your, my whole thing on the Darius switch because of the injury. If he, if there's no back injury and he plays this full season, and gets another twelve sacks. I'm not saying what I just said. I'm I'm trying to work out a deal, you know, along knocking them, you know, like, like I'm doing with, what I'm doing with Preston, I'm doing with the Darius, and I might be cutting Preston. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but the fact that he didn't play and they were just fine without him because Preston played better because Rashawn Gary looks like a rising star now. You know, and again, I'm. Like we we had this talk last week about guys were letting go. I hate you know I hate saying this kind of stuff because it makes me sound like I'm a cold hearted person. But football's a business, and when guys get hurt and they get hurt playing football, so it's it's bad. It's not like they got they, he got hurt you know doing something stupid. That they got hurt playing the game. But whether it's Randall Cobb or the Darius Smith, in a salary cap world. You can't afford to, to to take older players coming off injuries, making a lot of money. You just can't. It's it, it's not feasible. It's not smart. One other person I want to mention, and I was planning to wrap up, but we got to talk about Jordan Love, right? So Gudikins was asked if he would take any trade calls on number ten. Goody's response was very doubtful. Now, what's he supposed to say? I know. He's not going to go out there and say, oh, yeah, we're wide open. Come hit us. We're looking for a first rounder <laughs> taking calls right now. So I get it. But, Mark, let's say Rodgers comes back this year. They sign him to the two-year extension that has been that they've reportedly offered. Do you think Jordan Love is a Packer in 2022, or do you think that they look to move on from him, one, so he can have the opportunity to play somewhere, but two, just to try to get something in return? Well, not, well, not something. And, and and there's mixed reaction on, on this, and I might write about this tomorrow. Um, I'm not trading Jordan Love for a day three pick because I still need a backup for Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And I know your brother-in-law's been waiting, but uh, he hadn't, you know, I don't, I'm not sure about him. Um, so what is a good, what is a, what's a good backup quarterback worth these days? I mean, that's what he would be for the Packers. So, but again, I'm, I'm not agreeing with, I'm not listening. If if the if anybody calls me and offers me a first round pick, I'm 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 listening. <laughs> I'm I'm all ears. Um, That's the thing I, I in this in this year's quarterback class. You know who the top quarterback is? Jordan Love. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by far. That's what I'm saying. For people to say to me, "Oh, they, they can't get anything for Jordan Love." I don't know. I mean, if you're there's a lot of it's supply and demand and. There's a lot of teams need quarterbacks, a lot. And it seems like more opening every day. Washington is advertising that we want a quarterback now. Um, you know, the Colts might move on from Carson Wentz, and that might fill another hole, but then the Colts would need a quarterback. Pittsburgh needs a quarterback. Um, there, there are teams that don't realize they need a quarterback that need a quarterback. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but here's an here, here I'll, I'll throw this at you. Because you're not getting a first-round pick per se. But let's say the Washington, what are they now? Commanders. They're mm-hmm. picking like what, um, 11? 
Somewhere in there. They have the 11th pick of the draft. They call you and say, give us 28 and love for 11. Do it. Rodgers is back. After this, after you, you, you know Rodgers is back. Give us love and 28. We'll give you number 11. I got to think about it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Jason, Jason's smiling, but I don't know what he wants that to smile. <laughs> I'm trying to keep myself in my seat and not run up to this fake podium that doesn't exist where, where I would hand the card. Yes. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> absolutely. I do that deal. I would. All right. I think I will. I mean, I would, I, I, and then, you know, then you got to go get a backup quarterback, but yeah. So, I mean, I, and, and I don't think that's a terrible deal for Washington. Or if, I mean, if, again, they have to like, Love, you know, they have to. Uh, they wouldn't even make the call if they didn't like him. But what? What's you know? He's better than Pickett and, and all these people that are coming out this year. If you're, if you need a quarterback, and you, you know, you're not giving up for Washington. And I'm using them as an example because they were advertising that they're looking for a quarterback. You're getting a you're getting a guy better than you would get if you used the 11th pick on a quarterback, and you're still getting 28. Where you you can get another good player at twenty eight, you can get a receiver or whatever else you might want, offensive lineman, whatever whatever the case might might be. I'm, I don't know Washington's roster that that well. I'm, I'm assuming what the, whatever they need is going to be on offense, but um, and then your Green Bay now you got you're getting a, a much better player at eleven than you would have at twenty eight. Jason, what are your thoughts on Love and his future if twelve is back? And I'll and I'll apologize to you guys because I totally went off script with this one. This is a wild question. <laughs> yeah, it's a no. It's a good one. I mean, it's a good question because I think the the answers are probably gonna are probably gonna change. But the idea that the Packers want to bring Rodgers back and and they're doing everything they can and they're leaving the door open and all this stuff is is happening right now tells me that there's something in Jordan Love that they're still waiting to see or they know they are they aren't going to see. So that right there tells me that his his future is probably a little murky. Rodgers comes back, I think, is his future because you're going to lose all of the the benefit of having a young quarterback on a manageable salary that is part of the equation. I mean, if he turns out to be a great player, then you just you deal with it. I mean, you pay him and you've got a great quarterback and you've got bigger problems. You can have a lot bigger problems in the NFL if that does happen. But I think it's I think it's going to come down to exactly what Mark said. I think his future is going to be determined by supply and demand. And if there's somebody that throws a deal out there that's and overpay because it all it takes. There's 31 other opportunities, and there are a lot of there's a lot of GMs that are are very cra- and owners that are crazy minded out there that'll do things and will gladly overpay and they'll rationalize it with other things than reason, like we're used to seeing in Green Bay when it comes to Gutekunst and Russ Ball and the way that the Packers operate. So it's very possible the Packers end up getting some sort of a, a great offer, and if the scales are tipped, that's when you do business. So that's that's what I think it's going to come down to. Yeah, I, I agree with what, everything you guys said. I think if Rodgers is back, I still think 12 is or uh, Love is the quarterback, second quarterback on the roster this season, unless there was a scenario where Green Bay was uh, blown away by a trade. But they'll be listening, but I think that's their intention to have him be a Green Bay Packer. So there you have it for today. We went through a number of items, and there were plenty more. My list was a lot longer, but we'll try to keep this someone short and just hit on the big ones uh so before we sign off and say goodbye uh we'll go around the horn here mark what do we have coming up at pack report or what's been posted earlier this week well up right now before all the news broke today i just have a story up on all the on the new look packer coaching staff um who's gone and who replaced them who got promoted um 
I rip. I get one more chance to rip Mo Drayton. Uh, <laughs> I call him Ten Man Drayton, but um, Ten Men Drayton. But, um, and then uh, coming up, um, I think I'm going to do a little Jordan Love story. I, I think all right. Just what you talked about now inspired me to to write a little bit about Jordan Love for for later for for, for later today actually. Awesome. And Jason. So quick slants will be out on Monday. I'll be working on a, I think I'm gonna have a guest this time. I'll have another voice to add to my own, just talking about any latest and greatest news or musings coming out of green Bay. So that'll be out on Monday. And then maybe a second show. If there's any other news that comes up before we get back together again next Thursday. As for myself, you can find my work at Dairyland express cheesehead TV, free agency, mock drafts talking about individual players you name it we're probably covering it hit me up on youtube subscribe paul brettel b-r-e-t-l thank you everyone for tuning in once again you can find pack a podcast seven days a week you can find mark jason and myself every thursday and as always take care stay safe and go pack go